0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 26th episode of the OrcaCast. With me today, my beautiful co-host, Bum Bam, over there. Hello. My beautiful co-host, Lord Val, up there, and Hi. our very special guest up there, the Professor Panda. Welcome, everyone. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We have a jam-packed program today. We are going to talk about Paradise Killer, Killer7, a lot of killers today. Raft and Soundtrack by Twitch, yes.
1: Interesting, interesting.
0: Interesting, yes. We are talking about a lot of killers. Uh, So, (laughs) what do we start with? I'd say we start up there and go around clockwise, just to make it fun. So, Professor Panda, Raft, take it away.
2: Excellent. uh yeah so there was a bamboo filled update that actually just took place this week uh, on a game called wrath for those that may not be aware of the game it is probably one of the more unique survival game experiences that at least i personally um has seen recently where you're you're on a boat in the middle of nowhere and you gotta you gotta fend for yourself so uh, gathering supplies and basically try not to get bamboozled by a shark um and and, and it, it is it is it's not it's not friendly it's not nice but it, at any rate uh the update um outside of a lot of additional content that's being added there are some pretty significant fixes that have come into the game as well uh one thing in particular that I was very very a uh, very happy panda to see is there was a there's a bug that took place um especially if you were streaming the game that if somebody was able to get your stream id information they could even if it was a private game they could still come in and like duplicate items they could glitch the game out they could they could really really bamboozle you oh, wow. and so it made it where every if you were streaming if somebody um just really really got the edge to do so they could come in and just ruin the experience and unfortunately uh, we had that happen to the point that we had to stop streaming the game so seeing those fixes it's it's it made me very very happy to see um and and looking forward to it but the I, i will say for those that maybe haven't had a chance to check it out um cannot recommend it enough it is something that it is very much a your standard survival experience making sure that you stay hydrated making sure that you stay fed uh but it is the uniqueness of being on a large unending salty ocean that you have to figure out how to how to manage so very very entertaining the world's
0: dirtiest ocean ever
2: i i I would that's a good that's a good way to put it because you are collecting trash out of the ocean so (laughs) that's a good way to put it some some people (laughs) called it ocean cleaning
0: simulator 2018 It's fair. It's fair. You have to tell me how people did actually ruin your experience, because I've never heard that that was possible. I mean, I played it on stream twice, and Mm. nothing like that ever happened to me and Jelly when we
2: played that. Uh, Absolutely. So we actually uh, we were starting a weekly series uh, where we were uh, where I I was doing a co-stream with it and. I think we made it uh, four or five sessions in and and things were going Brutastic. And then we had somebody that, that joined the actual stream Uh, they followed and they, I, I I don't exactly know how they got it. I think they were able to get our our stream, my stream ID, but they got that and they were able to spoof it somehow. And even though it was a private game, uh, they just started appearing in the channel. Uh, They they appearing in the actual game. Uh, The first time they came in, they um, they glitched out the shark where the shark could not come anywhere near us anymore, which which sounds phenomenal to a perspective. But that does ruin a lot of the the uh, the ominous and really a lot of the experience the game has to offer. So uh, we just simply reloaded from a previous save and, and went from there. Uh, then they immediately came back in, and they started uh, spoofing uh, items, which basically uh, the game was registering as, okay, so now you have thousands of these items available, and it stopped spawning those items randomly in the game. Uh, so so that happened. And then the the final attempt, we uh, we made a brand new game. We started fresh. Uh, we had somebody else host the game, even, but just because I was in the game, they were able to still uh, connect and and come in and 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 goof the game up. And one of the times they turned the gravity off, so we were we started go- so it it went it went, from, it went it went from an ocean simulator just. Yeah, you know, it went from uh, raft to no man's sky real quickly. It was like, well, all right, this is, <laughs> this is what the bamboo we're doing pandas in space now. So it, it it was it was it was entertaining for what it was what it was worth. But it was very much a case of if we attempted to play again, uh, we just we had those individuals that even when we finally found out who they were, they were still able to access when whenever I was live on on Steam, they could simply just go in and access it. So. Yeah, bit of a bamboozling experience, for sure. I'm all for, like, having fun, but if your fun is, like, ruining the fun of others, then it should stop. Exactly. What, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah. But the good news is, at least from testing it, it looks like this fix does take care of that. So, sorry, Val, did not mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's fine. It,
0: it's good that that they fixed that. So, like I said, Charlie and I never had this problem, mm. essentially. Uh, we were just like cruising around the ocean, <laughs> yeah. as as one does in that game. <laughs> yes, one does. But hearing, I, I'm I'm hearing those uh, those issues for the first time. Essentially, mm. uh, I don't say, and don't don't get me wrong. I don't say they don't exist or anything. Just saying that I've been out of the loop on this one, but it's good they fixed that. Yeah.
2: Actually. Absolutely, very very happy for them.
0: So, and what else does the update bring to the table? I seen that it's rather huge. I I just glanced over the
2: update notes on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, some of the some of the other to focus on more of the the brotastic things that it brings. uh First and foremost, there's new destinations that have been added. Because uh, one thing, uh, as you are traveling through the game, outside of just just uh, garbage in the ocean uh, you'll find random islands uh, randomly generated um, just little piles of loot that you might find so there's a lot of new areas uh, such as a caravan town um, even a city i think has been added it, it which is which is just incredible there's a bunch of new enemies that have been added several new items that are included it adds zip lines i think are probably one of the more massive ones that you can because because one of the big things this is very much like grounded where uh, your focus is once you once you really get resources built up, building out a base, building out items to make your base experience more panderific, it just it, it's a wonderful, wonderful system. So they have a lot of additions that are quality of life improvements as you start to expand and and get bigger by uh, bigger bases and things like that. So um, it looks like it was a lot of fun. I, I'm excited to see what else they do with it, but I think the, The two biggest things that are being added, one, are the new destinations because they are giving more incentive for things that are not on the ocean, which is a pretty distinct move for for this game especially. And then two, for me personally, is they're adding music. So they're going to, they're adding, um, I don't know if you can find instruments like pianos and stuff or if it's just a case of, or something else. But from what I understand, you can actually find cassette tapes of different genres that you can play within the game as well, which to me, uh, that's just that's such a unique addendum that you can have. So you just find a stereo, plug in the cassettes, and you get to jam it. So.
3: That sounds it's... like what The Forest has. You can collect yeah. cassette tapes with a player and listen to music as well.
0: The, the, the Forest is funny in that regard because the music they have in this game is really bad. Oh no, no! But yeah. like, in, in, in bad in in the in the good
2: kind of way. Okay. Yeah. So. the forest is the the cannibal one, right? Yeah. Exactly. I, okay. I just I, I don't think I played it, but I, I remember two things about the forest. Uh, one of them is there's an airplane involved, and the other is that there are feet involved, and I believe that is through cannibalism. I've eaten those feet. <laughs> They're delicious. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I I will take your word for it, my my dear orc friend.
0: (laughs) We've been, when it comes to to survival games, we have been playing Green Hell as well, that was fun too. We had no clue what we were doing, but that game is fun. I'm glad to see that Raft did all those crazy good things and Mm -hmm. that they actually fixed some issues and brought something new to the table. That is that is actually what I appreciate about games or games in general. If if developers just stick to a game for a while, and even yep. after main release, try to improve it, even free of charge. I mean that's a huge update, and I think they didn't even charge for it. So that's pretty great. And absolutely, yeah, that's old school gaming at its finest.
1: No, um, it's only on um, PC, right?
2: uh yes i think so i believe at this time yes, yes.
3: yeah because it's early access still so probably yeah. maybe after it's out
2: yeah uh, I, I will say one thing that was mentioned last time when we were talking about the games then i'll just mention it here as well is that currently it is there it is on sale right now um there's like a 33 discount so if you do not have the game now and you're interested in checking it out uh, now is a very good time to pick it up so it's 13 39 us right now um, it's about a 33% discount, I believe. So if you're interested in checking it out, now is a good time to pick it up. And
0: pick it up. Uh, I can, let's say for someone, I play a lot of survival games with Jelly. Uh, I don't even like them all that much. <laughs> this is a funny part of it. But if I would recommend a survival game, it's Raft, Forest, and probably Green Hell.
2: I haven't heard of Green Hell, so I'll put that one on the docket.
0: It's basically Hardcore survival in the Amazon rainforest. Bamba made a cheeky Mm. joke and called it the Dark Souls of Survival. (laughs) Oh! Is there bamboo? I heard forest. It's more more of a joke, though. Good. If we have nothing more to add, I said we go clockwise, the next one would be Mr. Val over here with soundtracks by Twitch.
1: Oh, boy. Soundtracks by Twitch. Uh, so it was announced, I believe, uh, last week, wasn't it? Yeah. So Soundtracks by Twitch was announced uh, last week by Twitch. I mean, we all kind of like knew it was coming. So basically, what's going to happen is going to be adding uh, basically Twitch, which is all music, uh, you know, onto copyright free music. And what's going to do basically is just going to be. You know, we all know what happens with Twitch and the, you know, copyrights, the MCS strikes and whatnot. So what that's going to do is basically make you uh, feel safer because everything you're going to be playing on that playlist is going to be like completely uh, copyright free, and you don't have to worry about uh, Twitch actually uh, striking down your own channel. With that said, one thing that I didn't I didn't know about, and it's actually the Basically the people that are making a uh, copyright free music, like for example, like myself, or, or probably guess Harry Seller is going to do the same. My music is actually going to be on Twitch and soundtracks by Twitch. Oh. So they're actually going to add copyright free music. I mean, I already spoke with them and everything, so it's all been sorted. So my music is going to be added. So I guess, I mean, obviously the, the artists have to speak with them and sort it out somehow, but. They actually, I thought it was going to be their own thing and only their thing. And it's actually not that way. It's actually the people that have the copyright free music, they can add it onto the playlist, onto soundtracks, and you can play the music. So basically what Soundtracks by Twitch is, as far as I know, um, it's still in beta though. Uh, It's only a few people can try it out. But uh, what Soundtracks by Twitch is going to do is basically going to add, if you have a Spotify, Okay. It's like the same thing as Spotify, but it's going to be from Twitch. Uh, It's going to be like, you know, quote unquote, Spotify for Twitch. So it's going to call soundtracks and that's it. You just play your, you know, your music and it's, you know, playing on the background. So it's exactly the same as as, uh, Spotify in that regard. It's not that much of a difference. I actually thought you know, we were not going to, you know, it was going to be their own thing and they were going to like hurt people that are creating the music and everything, but uh, it's actually not. It's actually, you know, them using that music to for everyone else and the actual artist making the music is going to be featured on their playlist. I think it's a pretty good idea in the end. And, you know, even though with you know, we all know the adversity when these things, these kind of things coming and, you know, you kind of like people like us, you know, people like me uh, kind of like start worrying about the whole thing. I think it's just when we can even, we can do even better because I think it's going to bring even more people onto the copyright free playlist and copyright free music. And it's going to make a lot of people realize that copyright free music doesn't mean it's bad music. What it means is just I a music that. that you can have. Yeah, uh, on the background, and you can have, uh, you know, some just music on the background. You're not gonna have priyana unfortunately. But I'm tired of listening to <laughs> the same music over and over again. So obviously, it feels like I think it's it's actually going to benefit people like me or people like Harry Seller or or, or Bobby. Or it's going to help uh, get more recognition about the, the that music. Obviously, uh, I will have to speak to Bobby as well. You know, our music can be featured on that playlist. On on on. You know, soundtracks. so that's an amazing idea that that's something I didn't know that's something they didn't explain before
0: I I thought that was pretty clear when they said you can add your own music
1: they did but I didn't say it. I mean I, they I, I think... had to go through everything and then I went to like artists and I was like whoa okay okay yeah. well, yeah. because yeah. I, the main yeah. tweet the main tweet only said that but then you had to go into the comments and they commented onto their own tweet about the artists that uh-huh. wanted to add the music. So they didn't actually say anything. They commented on their own tweet. They didn't make a tweet about I, it. You know I, what I mean?
0: I distinctly saw that though. That's why I remember it and I thought that was a pretty great idea. Mm. And I'm gonna say something about that, uh, if I may. I think I'm going out on a limp here, but I think it's better way to handle things than whatever Facebook did. As much as people love their copyrighted mm. music and everything. I don't know how much Twitch curates it. Uh, i think there is some curation involved into that list so... or i hope so at least so you actually get music and not just troll attempts at music because i know that people want to troll and i know that people want to make their own fun here is the thing it, it helps fostering a completely new environment for music i said this yesterday on stream these music labels cling to their power like dying kings and queens. They try their very best and very uh, desperate to cling to the relevancy they have, and they know their relevancy is out of the door. And what Twitch effectively does, and why I love this so much is, they give the opportunity to new musicians, also to old musicians obviously, but to new musicians to rise to the occasion, and do something really cool and to get their music out there. And that's basically creating an entire new industry. And the music industry, the old music industry, helps along the way because of how they handle things at the moment. And that's something I really want to see. I want to see being creative. I want to see getting around these kinds of things because if anything... We do not need them. We do not need the music industry. We don't need their copyrighted music. We don't need their shenanigans. Yeah. We are business savvy, creative, and smart enough to get around that. And this is why I love what Twitch does. They allow this kind of stuff to happen. Yeah, I
1: gotta I got say, it creates it created a tiny bit of panic at the start between it may. For example, someone like me it just made me think. But we need to start. You know, we we need to. How are we going to handle this? You know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't perfectly clear just from the get go, and for some reason, I just had to uh, start thinking about what does the does this really mean for me, for my brand, for my music? And I got obviously not scared, but I got a bit. You know, I was looking around and everything. And the first thing I saw and the first thing I I thought about. I actually made the video on it, tried to support the, the, you know, these creators that are doing this by listening to the music and not giving up onto on to Twitch. But then I discovered that this music is actually going to be within the playlist on Twitch. So I said, well, that's a brilliant idea. Instead of negatively affect what we do, it's going to be the other way around, and it's going to positively affect what we do because it's going to give more awareness to what we do, actually. So I don't know if you guys, I, I agree with that, but um, it's going to be, you know, more people are going to be playing that music and more people are going to realize where the music comes from and everything. And they're going to realize that the music, you know, even though it's copyright free, doesn't mean that it's
2: bad. I think that's a, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go, I already uh. said something. I, I do agree with a lot, Val, of what you're saying. I I think my initial reactions were one, the the news in comparison to what I heard from Facebook, it it felt a little disheartening only because I thought it was such a it felt so much more of a acknowledging a pain point of your traditional content creator. By saying, okay, well, we're going to make sure that this stuff, you, what you want to use, you're allowed to use. And it felt like this was kind of Twitch's reaction to kind of circumvent having to do that. It, yeah. did, I, my, my, it was my first reaction. Uh, and then when I, when I started looking into it a bit more, I understood what they were doing. And it felt like it was... It was a very good collaborative opportunity because one thing that I've noticed uh, coming over from from Mixture to Twitch is Twitch has a very powerful music scene um, already established and creating something that I think is allows a lot of those creators to integrate very easily um, and even potentially get some exposure because there's a lot of things Twitch can do with this platform uh, and with with this coming out the the only the only I, I wouldn't say Gripe or bamboozlement per se, but what i what I would have loved to see or what I would hope to see is that there was some kind of relationship established with like a spotify like I feel like this is such a good stepping stone for them to find that integration because if I could take what what I use Spotify for and what what and even if it was a case of um having some kind of a subscription for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if if they could integrate that, where if what's available to me to utilize on, on Spotify, even if it was in its own genre, uh, but I could still utilize that platform and mm-hmm. integrate it over. I feel like it, it's just, it's, they'd be able to leverage so much more because to your point about the, the process of an artist, like making sure their content's available on it. Well, a lot of that process you're already going through on Spotify. So if it was vetted there, it could be there and then collaborative over. I just, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity there I would hope to see in the future state. But even without that, I think it's a step in the right direction. I just, I know a lot of people uh, there from a a consumer base, the gut reaction is going to be, holy bamboo, another platform or another thing I have to try to integrate with if my go-to right now is Spotify or YouTube music or something like that. That's the only fear I have with this, if that makes sense.
1: It is created a bit of a, no no one really knew. I mean, it kind of came out of the blue. No one was expecting it. And exactly the same thing as Olko mentioned, you know, he saw it. I did not say, and I was more interested in this than actually affects me personally. I did not even say. So after going through, you know, the tweet, and I, I just happened to stumble across the Second tweet from Twitch, which says if you're a content creator, just follow this link and you'll know what to do and what not. It's actually quite easy to do it. I found it very simple. I thought it was going to be more difficult and it actually was not difficult at all. It's a great way to do it. In my opinion, as far as I know and as as far as I've seen or what I know, it's an alternative to, to Spotify. It's basically an alternative. Definitely. That's that's exactly what it is. It looks exactly the same. You know, the UI looks exactly the same, everything looks very similar, and it's just got those, you know, this similarity to and it's going to I mean, to be honest with you, it's a good thing that they have something different from Spotify. So, you know, on Spotify, you don't you're never really sure if it's gonna be copyrighted and whatnot. It's always sure. a copyright jump thing and you don't want it there, and you know, that's you know, it could get you in trouble. So Having this instead of a Spotify is going to be good because you're going to be 100% sure that nothing, absolutely nothing, that music goes straight onto, you know, it's, it's from Twitch. Twitch cannot come to you to claim anything because it's on their playlist. Once it's on their playlist, that's it, you're safe. So you know everything you're playing on the background is not going to get you in trouble.
2: Yes. And that's great. Makes sense.
1: It is, as far as I've seen, the UI and everything. It's an alternative to Spotify.
0: Now we just need other musicians to step up to the plate and add their stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um.
2: Because, because, because I would say with that, there, there's, you know, the the trend now are a lot of artists are starting to try try to at least give some of um their content. Uh, a little bit more accessibility for content creators as well. One of, one of my favorite examples. Now, I, I will say I'm a biased panda just because as somebody that's, that's one of my favorite artists, but I always like to think of of Mike Shinoda and what Shinoda did with his the latest album that he released. He made it very clear uh, at the point of releasing it that everything was going to be available for Twitch streamers and content creators to utilize, uh, that he went through the process of making sure that you would not get you wouldn't get struck for actually using utilizing that album. And it's really started to move in a direction of creating albums that already have that piece covered. So I think one of the biggest uh, leverages outside of your your general music content creators as well, that if you have a lot of artists that are willing to Come on board with this this new application as well, and make their stuff available. That 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 right there is going to be a defining moment. Because Val, I think you said it best that right now, if even if you play a quote unquote royalty free play playlist on on Spotify, that's not vetted. That is that there's nothing on there that guarantees you you're not going to get bamboozled. So I think having a place that that covers that, yeah. but in addition to have people and names in addition of discoverability, but folks that people already know and are like, okay, well, if they're, if they're putting their content on there, then I definitely want to utilize this. So there's a lot of opportunity to cross collaborate with not, not just a lot of uh, um, music creators themselves, but also a lot of artists that are trying to really advocate um, and make their music a little bit more accessible. So I'm excited
1: to see what happens. Like to be honest with you, as far as I know, I mean, I, I don't, obviously, I'm not always on Spotify, I'm not being. But as far as I know, the safest, the, or the safe playlists right now, as of today, on, on Spotify are really stream jams and stream beats. It is Harry Seller and myself, not even MCA, the NCS music, the non-copyright sounds. There is like a playlist about, you know, yeah. uh, it's kind of like electronic music and everything. It's not, that's not copyright free. I've been a strike with one of the songs on YouTube. You know, not even that, you know, because the thing is, you play that music, okay? Those artists may not have a label, a copyright, you know, a label contract as so of today. But who's telling you they're going to have a, a record label contract next month? It's very in true. In two months' time or in one year. If they get a copyright label uh, signed, you know, and they belong to this record label, in one year, they're gonna copyright your song, or, well, your song, not your music, or, or or your YouTube channel, or your Twitch channel, because later down the road, you're not 100% safe, because it's happened to me, it was a song from a very long time ago, and I got copyrighted on a, on a uh, video from a one year ago. So you get that copyright strike on a video that's one year ago. Obviously, for someone like me, you know, my channel is not that big, or someone that could be, let's just say, this video has 2 million views. And you get a copyright on that video because of that song one year later? Yeah. Oof, boy. Mm. That's not nice.
0: Yeah, it's not nice. But then again, if you get it one year later, it really doesn't matter in terms of your numbers as well. Yeah, I, but I, would, claim I your, would argue
1: that. Yeah, but what I'm saying is just they're going to be claiming your... Isn't it? The, every yeah, single they would,
0: they would always claim their... Yeah. Obviously, but if you already have two million views, I wouldn't say it doesn't matter at that point.
1: That's well let's just I'm say saying. let's just say, you know, you get you have one hundred thousand views and then you know, what about the rest?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Then then it's becoming a problem. But that's a problem Absolutely. that exists since YouTube inception. And that's why I say this is great that there are people out there like Val, like Harris Heller who provide music for you to do that. And I'm actually in contact with
2: a musician as well to do something. Also, you can yeah, have in my not competition.
1: We what... hmm. <laughs> like it, also, like it.
2: Also quick, quick shameless uh, plug. Uh, y'all check out stream jams. It's the bamboo vest. <laughs> it is just the bamboo best. Please
1: do so. It's <laughs> like Lord Gaming. Does anyone I, know I, that Lord Gaming? <laughs> it looks amazing, bro. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Panda certified no. in my book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real. Like, honestly, these kind of things, you know, they don't, it's the same thing as, you know, uh, it's done completely free. It's never asked for a single penny from anyone. It's not, you know, not a record label is going to be signing this because that's my own thing and I'm proud of of it and I'm not, you know, obviously, it feels me with pride and joy when I see someone on the stream just playing the music. It really does. Obviously, when I tune to someone's stream or I can listen to the music and everything, it just feels, honestly, it does feel good. feels good. You know, it's just, I I feel proud of, you know, I've created something that people want to be playing, you know, even though it's on the background.
0: I used it in my latest YouTube video.
1: Well, I hope it does really well. I'll claim your money later on.
0: There it <laughs> is. Okay, <do> <laughs> not to mention that that channel is not even monetized, but you can have all the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, being completely safe, you know, that you're never going to get a you know a strike or anything. It's just, it, it's great. I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's absolutely brilliant because yeah. you got that, you know, in one year you might be playing that song on your... YouTube channel, or maybe your YouTube channel, hopefully, you know, takes off one day and you got thousands and thousands of viewers. And, you know, you're never going to worry about it because that video is always going to be there. And, you know, that music is always going to be free. And it's something that Bobby Laramie did the same thing. It's just, it's out of love and out there for the community. And it fills me with so much pride when I, you know, when I see someone playing the music, it just feels good. It's just that. It's, if you if you use it, thank you very much, and, you know, keep using it. It's completely free. It's it's out there for everyone.
0: And I'm glad that artists like Mike Shinoda are also waking up, because I, I know that, that it's always an argument that's brought up, but it's true. You're playing their music to, like, a huge, potentially huge audience, if you're a big streamer. So why wouldn't they take the risk? I mean, yeah. you also played exactly. it at the barbecue, just to a more limited audience, so... It's basically the same mm-hmm.
1: like you said you know we all knew it was going to be it was a touchy subject because we actually spoke about this isn't it or a couple of episodes ago was it yeah
0: when facebook announced ago. their music stuff yeah i, I remember you it. going on a tangent there
1: <laughs> i i went on a tangent because it's just i don't know it just kind of like uh. bothered me when they were like so happy and claiming oh we can play copyright Copyright the music uh, do you think that artists even cares that you play their music
0: yes exactly it's
1: just you know you they... got people working hard trying to do something for you and you bash on them because you just want to play rihanna like come on man
2: exactly yeah. exactly
1: you can listen to down your car when you're going to work and everything you don't have to be listening to the same music all day long some people I...
2: just want to do
0: that that's the fact of life.
2: And I, I will say, I, I do understand the frustration that some some folks may have, at least initially, especially coming from, and I, I hate to use this as a comparison, but it is, as somebody that, that this was my first introduction to content creation, it's a good frame of reference, but it's like what we saw on Mixer. So on, on Mixer, we it was... It was so rampant that, you know, people didn't care. It was they're going to play what they want to play. And I know even on Twitch, that was apparently the same concept for a long time, that it was just people were not afraid to play what they wanted to play, regardless of who. Mm -hmm. And then when Twitch started cracking down on it, there was still that perspective, at least on Mixer, that some people adopted. But most folks didn't because they're like, well, they didn't come after Mixer, so when I have to do it, I will, but that was the extent. And, of course, Mixer done goof before anything happened anyway. So I think coming to Facebook and Twitch or Trovo or YouTube and then the hand being forced, I think it made a lot of people very resentful because they're coming from a place that they – could do it where in reality they should have been doing it to begin with so i think that that's the mindset i I try to be empathetic for those that are like well this is still not fair or they're still upset but val i agree with you completely on that it's it's a case of just just because you can doesn't mean you should and I, i think it's a case of if you really enjoy that music there's a time and a place for it but it doesn't have to be included when you're when you're streaming or when you're making content that you're you're your content's not defined by somebody else's music. Otherwise, it's not your content. That's exactly. that's that that's my perspective. <laughs> on that. so. Another and,
1: thing I mentioned is coming on with, uh, you know, what Panda is saying. The the other thing that I mentioned, uh, probably Orko remember is is if you if people like honestly, if your stream can hear your music when it's not completely quiet, you're not talking. There is nothing going on in game or something. If your stream can, can hear the music, you, then you have your audio wrong. Mm-hmm. Your music should be always, always on the background. On the background. It should be unnoticeable when you are playing and you are talking at the same time. That music should be on the background from when there is a quiet moment. There is that one quiet moment and you can hear the music and the music is kind of like, it's on the background, it's playing, but it's unnoticeable. If yeah. People can really hear your music, then your audio is wrong. And newsflash, your audio is more important than anything else in your stream.
0: Yeah. Because if people can't understand you, <laughs> they can't hear your terrible Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs>
3: sure better though. <laughs> there
2: you go. Exactly. I agree.
0: I would be probably someone, if there was music I would really like, I would probably play it on stream as well. But I have to see. So I'm not sure if I ever play music on stream in general because I'm just not that type, I think. I played music once on stream and that was when I substituted uh, music in a video game I was playing because the music was (laughs) god-awful.
2: And I mean like really
0: god-awful with Valve's music. And one other day I was just playing... DJ Pleathman and everyone was like, Orca, no, 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 you will get struck down. Please change the music. And
2: I was like, okay, let's do well. it I, I I will say to benchmark off that I, I'm I think I'm on the opposite side because I I live and breathe with music while I'm streaming. Um I've always felt that it helps to find the ambiance. Cause the, one one thing that I, I always bamboozle myself with is randomly, depending on if somebody comes into the the stream and they, you know they're having that something something bad happened to them during the day that they just they kind of want they want a, a piece of uh, comfort, so to say, because I usually keep pretty, pretty strong EDM vibes, the, the stream beats, stream jams, a level of music really takes care of that. But, you know, I'll, I'll do a, a quick shift over to lo-fi to help set the precedent if I'm going to address something like that. It just it helps me define kind of the mood of what's going on and what I'm talking about. Um, I found that it helps very much with that. It doesn't define what we're doing. and Val, I want to stress your point. It is a background piece that it should subconsciously put you in a particular mood. It shouldn't define what you're doing. I think that's a very important point. but like i i am I'm, I'm very adamant that while I'm playing, if the game does not have music, I will be playing music myself because I just it is a it's a core part of of what we do. Um, not that there's anything wrong with not having it, but I have found. Uh, having those different avenues and a variety of music to have available is is very key because because we use it regularly there so um there, just to give me the counter perspective there
0: yeah that's 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 fine but like there's also a few games I play I would never play music with because they are just extremely sound based like Turkov and hunt showdown <laughs> where you have yeah. to just <laughs> listen where Ooh, your enemy yeah. is because hunt is like extremely sound based. Mm. And yeah, so I would never play music with that. But yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a few instances. Yeah, phasmophobia. (laughs) There's a few instances where I just say no music at all, but I think I might just start using music as well at some point. And Twitch, if you're listening to this, we need an Elgato Stream Deck integration with that soundtrack by Twitch. Yes, please. Can you do that? Agreed. So we can just switch the playlists on the fly, we can create our own playlists and just uh according to our vibes, we just can click on that. That would be awesome, thank you.
1: I think that'll be that'll be a thing. That'll be a thing. But yeah, what, what, what mentioning uh exactly the same from what Panda just mentioned as well, it's exactly the same thing. It's the vibes but like like you know, like the same thing that I mentioned that I said before is it's something that you know, you, you hear the music, but very subtle on the back, but you can still hear, you know, everything that is going on in the game, you know, whatever you're playing, you know, Battle Royale or, or whatever, uh, Warzone or, but you still, there's that subtle kind of sound on the background, which is the music that's, you know, that's what it is. It's just back there, but you can still hear it. Not that, you know, it's not too loud to take over anything else, but, it's just a tiny bit subtle. And then when you get quiet for a second, everything goes quiet for one second, then, you know, you kind of like hear the song or something like that. But that is the thing, you know, uh, if you have it like that, if you have it so subtle that, you know, not many people can hear it, then it's, that's a perfect volume. It's just there on the background. So you can notice it, but it's not taking over absolutely nothing.
0: Anything to add to that? Bum, bum.
3: To me, like, that's the one topic that is like completely missing me. By a mile, because I don't stream. Like, if you play music, it should probably be just during a break, and the rest should be gameplay. Because I want, you know, because like when I watch a game, it's usually someone with high skill who's like in the zone. And mm. a lot of the times, like for speedrunners, a lot of them use sound cues to do stuff. Right. Because, say, game, it's like, like the biggest for me is Resident Evil. All those old games have fixed camera angles. So a lot of the time, it's, you can't see maybe the monster or the boss. So you go off off of sound cues. You know, that kinda defeats the purpose of playing music in the background, even if it's as, you know, just as a essential a background noise. Because in the end you're gonna lose that and it's gonna turn it out. And yeah, like otherwise, like I've seen some of the labels that signed up for it. Like I know probably the most famous off of that is the Monster Cat playlist is cool like i listen to that on youtube like when i'm studying or doing nothing pretty much at home so that's what's going on in the background so i know some of those like artists that are sign up with monster cat so i'm cool with that but as i said like for me as mostly like an audience thing as long as i'm enjoying the stream i really care if there is music or not
0: yeah you're a super niche audience that's why it's still interesting to hear your perspective all right is there anything more we can add to this topic or shall we move on
1: and move on
2: okay Good then move on. Yeah.
0: yes let's talk about a game called paradise killer uh up front just for everyone's information when i talk about this i received the keys to the game from the developers so whatever i say now take this with a grain of salt maybe I'm just giving you my honest opinion, I've always done that, just so you know, I got it for free. What is Paradise Killer? Paradise Killer is what I would call a visual novel, to an extent, uh, with slight gameplay mechanics, and is very much, very, very much inspired by... The works of Suda Fifty One to the point where Bum Bum says it's a flat-out clone. Yeah. <laughs> but we will yeah. come to that. Um, especially inspired by the Silver Case and Flower Sun and Rain. I would also throw in Hotel Dusk for good measure, because Hotel Dusk was awesome.
3: Yes. Yeah. For
0: and sure. it's a murder mystery on a neon-infused island with a lot of let's say, weird, but I think good lore. You can see the title post a little bit in the background of my screen. And with weird characters as well. So everything is deliberately weird. I still remember that one lady that had a goat head in very, very big arguments. So you are Lady Love Dies, the investigator? that's your title, literally, you're the investigator, and you have been banned for 3 million days. Not years, no, no, days. That's important. And they bring you back because the council of this island, uh, the people who manage everything there, got killed. And the story of this entire thing is like, the island goes in cycles. So, they spawn a new island every other cycle and the people getting ready to jump to the new island the game gets very dark also what's going on when a new island is spawned and you go over to the new island is that they mass sacrifice basically the normal population of the island just for shits and giggles and yeah so your job is basically to investigate who murdered the council of the island That is the entire premise of the story. And what the game does is basically, or what it does well and what I really like about it, it does absolutely no hand-holding whatsoever. You're getting thrown into the island, you get a few explanations, and then you're set off after the base premise is established to find clues, to do your investigation, to do your own deduction, and to start finding out who did it, and to investigate the motives and everything. My tip is still on Akiko 14, or 17, I don't remember the exact number. The Royal Guard, not my coffee shop uh, waitress, <laughs> the actual um, Royal Guard, because she's fishy as hell, and she's introduced as a hand-to-hand com- combatant, but we are, we've been told by her that she has been shoved aside by someone who is possessed by a demon you see where this is going this is what you what you (laughs) kind of do you read the texts you make your own deductions i might be completely wrong just to preface this i haven't finished the game yet i still plan to do so because it's interesting it's an interesting game i like it well enough that i want to finish it actually that doesn't happen a lot of the times in visual novels it does... What it does, it does well, I think. I guess bum has a point when he says that it looks like somebody just opened yeah. his uh, Shin Megami Tensei fan art book and crossed it with Tilda 51. I think that's that's a fair point to make, but I think it still has its own merits, at least with the Neon-infused art style and the story and the universe they are trying to build it works very well for me if you are into those kinds of games i would actually really suggest you take a peek and just try it out for yourself it's not perfect by any any stretch of the imagination but i think and this is what this is (laughs) all of the things exactly all of the things Hmm. um this oh is, yeah <laughs> this sorry is, man that timing <laughs> <laughs> the timing was perfect just to touch on a point i made last week i think the the story is very well supported by the visuals so if you strip away the visuals the story wouldn't work anymore you know what i probably refer to professor panda mm-hmm. when we talked last time yeah so, this is probably why it works so well for me. And you can also run around the island, so this is not fixed or anything. You can explore the island, you can find secrets, you can find weird stuff, you can... you never know what you're doing if you activate a switch or if you give blood to the gods, because there are also gods you pray to and everything. So, it's really... and there are different endings as well, the developer said. Depending on how you act on the island and how you deduce the murderer, it's a fair. Sure. It's it's a very interesting affair.
3: There is a dash of Danganronpa in there as well, then.
0: Yes, they took all the good visual novels and were inspired by those. I would mm-hmm. just put it that. Way.
3: Yeah, because that's what it feels like, and that maybe is the one thing that kind of makes me not interested as. As I probably would be, because I like weird games. It's just, it seems like they didn't feel confident enough in a lot of their own ideas when it comes to like a visual identity or, you know, go a bit off kilter with their gameplay. Because as I said, like to me, it feels straight up like somebody just had a really cool collection of Shin Megami Tensei fan art and was really into Suda 51 games. And the Gundrum. It's like all my favorite animes. Might play it at some point because I still. Because it's still like a niche thing that is straight up, right up my alley. But I might just wait a bit longer, you know, when it's on sale because I don't feel like what I'm seeing really is a thing that I want to, you know, pay full price for. That's
0: fine. I understand that. I'm just going out on a limp here and say you're probably a bit too. Stern to the game.
3: I'm fully aware that sometimes I'm like, I recognize it that I'm sometimes just too rigid in or too harsh maybe on a game like that I'm just seeing. But then again, it's like like how I, you know, decide what games I want to play and what games I'm just going to pass on.
0: And I think it's also a good game just to put that out, uh, to play on Mm -hmm. stream with your audience because it creates some kind of interactivity. If you explain it to them and what happens, so they can just tag along for the mystery and just yeah. say, yeah, this guy was it or no, her. she." Yeah, then. and I
3: assume, sorry, I was going to assume it's not as clue heavy as something like Danganronpa where every single line of dialogue is a clue, right?
0: No, it isn't. But I think that the, let's say, developers did a good job of getting clues out, and probably also laying a lot of, like, red herrings Mm -hmm. and distractions. Like I said, I'm pretty sure at this point that the Royal Guard was it, because she's super fishy. She comes off as super fishy at this point. You never know. I might be misled. Maybe it was somebody who... It's one of her subordinates, and she has no clue. That could also be very well happened. Could okay. also be the nice lady with the goat head, goat head and the two big arguments. <laughs> I mean, everyone has their own goals and agendas on this island, and that that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, interesting part is just to find it out. I think uncovering the
2: mystery, or the way you go about and uncover the mysteries so very well done so so if i can and and i will i will clarify that that this this perspective is only based off of the videos and the screenshots that i'm seeing on steam this this game feels like a very strong hybrid and and i only bring this up because bam bam your your point i really want to benchmark off of this feels like a a strong hybrid between Phoenix Wright, JoJo, and Deadpool. And the reason that I bring those three together is the Phoenix Wright, like the the dialogue. It, it it's I, that's one of the things I loved about Phoenix Wright is it was so over the top, but it knew it was like it it it, it was one of the things I think people that that enjoy playing it is it, it knows what it is, you know what I mean? And so it's going to be way over-escalated over, over escalated at times, but it's done on purpose, and, and, and I think that that's a, a very well-elemented. It feels like this game does that as well. But in, in addition to that, the Deadpool piece of this, if you took two out of ten of these screenshots randomly, you might accidentally think you are looking at another game. Like there are elements that make you think it's Metal Gear solid. There's some that have elements that look almost like a GTA GTA-esque feel to them. Like it feels like it it nods its head it, and it, it, it tips its hat just enough to bamboozle you when when you're in certain elements to make you think you you are seeing things through the lens of another game. And it's almost like it's it it feels like a very strong parody almost in a sense which which makes me giggle because i always like seeing somebody that can take something on a more serious side and like kind of kind of put it in another and another perspective and then this this all screams just jojo for me like the 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 art style the the characters are so unique it has that so i it, it looks like it would be a pretty fun experience and and, and orco to your point i think it would be something very interesting to go through a first-time experience with a streamed audience, because when you have those things pop out, they're like, "Wait, is this Metal Gear?" Like it just—it it, it would add such an interesting dialogue to kind of throw you off. I'm not somebody that's a very big novel game fan like this, but this one has definitely piqued my my curiosity. So, also, there's a screenshot of somebody named Camilla. Let me. car Car carmelina silence that has a dog that is like mad dogging you like that dog looks very shady so i think it's the dog i've never played this game but i'm pretty sure the killer's that dog because he looks sus af so that's i'm gonna go ahead and call that right now (laughs) that dog is not having it (laughs) yeah
0: so that's paradise killer like i said I, i am actually intending to finish it which says a lot. Um, I drop games like Hot Potatoes if I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And that's something I, I'm I'm very well known for. That was actually one of the better uh, keys that has been given to me. They nice. can take that as a badge of honor and hammer it to the wall, whatever that means.
2: And just so we have it on, on here, if you don't want me asking, who was the developer? I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually
0: do not know their name. Let me look them up. No um, they're a fairly new studio. They have been working on that for a while, I think.
3: Was is it Ka- Kaizen Gameworks?
0: That could be very well the case.
3: Because there's two of them um, on GOG. It's Kaizen Gameworks and a fellow traveler.
2: I think fellow, it might be the publisher, but yes.
3: Yeah, fellow might be the publisher.
0: Yeah, then it's Kaizen. I know that they worked on this for a bit.
3: And I assume it's their first game, right?
0: Yes. It definitely is. Yeah, Developer Skyzen. Der- Kaizen. I know that it's a, their first effort. That That's that's something I really know. I think it's a good first effort. Could be worse. Could oh, yeah, be worse. Sure. For me, it just spells something if you just take the things you love and just make it. They didn't really make it their own. I agree with bum Bam there. They didn't, but I think they added enough of their own flavor to still sustain it. And I want to see where they can take it from here, because I think they can be, or can really make, if they go out of their comfort zone, they have the potential to make maybe even a good, really good adventure game. Something we haven't seen in quite a while.
3: Here I think for them is finding their own voice. Once they find that, I think, because, like the way you're talking about it, it seems like they're doing a good job essentially in a way, copying or using others as an inspiration and working off of their work yes, so once they find their own or their own voice and you know forge their own ident- identity as a game developer, I think we could have a decent small studio you know making offbeat games that maybe don't appeal to the mainstream, but there's always that niche because i'm off you know, I love weird games. I grew up playing, like, uh, Suda51 games, the SMT games, old weird Euro games. So I'm all for this. But I just want, if I, if I want weird, I want the weird that's a staple of that, you know, person that's making it.
0: I can, I can agree to that. I just, like I said, I, I just want to know, uh, people, that this game is out there. It exists. If you want to take a peek, it's, like, right up my alley. Like mom bon said, it's a weird one. And what I want them to do is, like, I want to branch off of that. And so they can fully develop themselves into their own studio and their own style. That's something I hope for them that they can achieve. That was Paradise Killer. Do you want to add anything to that, gentlemen? Killer7.
3: Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of weird. Uh... <laughs> In Suda51. It's,
1: yeah. it's getting more and more weird.
3: So uh, Killer7 is a, originally it's a PS2 and a GameCube game that's been released, I think, two years ago on PC and the newer consoles. Yeah. And it's the brainchild of Shinji Mikami of Resident Evil fame and Goichi Suda or Suda51 who's famous for Killer7, uh, No More Heroes. It probably was like a stylistic shift in Japanese, like a middle budget market. Because up until then, they've been either making big, epic JRPGs, mostly, or it was shmups, fighting games, or horror games. We didn't get much of action games from Japan at the time. It needed a bit of a shift and a re- revitalization, and that's I think what Killer 7 was. It was a follow up, strangely, after for Shinji Mikami after Resident Evil 4, which was this giant hit. And Killer 7 was a smaller project he did at Capcom with then up, com- up and coming Suda 51. It's a weird mix of a horror game, action game. There's a little bit of political thriller. There is a lot of religious imagery and references. You essentially start the game as a Garcian Smith, an assassin who's out to kill Angel. But you soon discover that, oh, you're not just playing as a Garcian, but you're also six other assassins that you can switch between, and each has a different skill, different weapon, and they handle differently. And you're also not finding Normal enemies, you have these, they call Heaven Smile, it's monsters that you can't normally see. You essentially have to use your, call it assassin vision, to make them visible. When you kill them, there is different ways you can kill them. They each has a spot that you can shoot and in one, one shot you kill them or you can shoot them to bits. Or you can burn them, and depending on how you kill them, you get that much blood, and you collect blood, which is essentially your experience. How you upgrade each of your different assassins, each of the seven. Each of the assassins has a l- its own story significance, and each of them has their own skill. So you use them to solve puzzles, interact with the environment. Like there's a mask. The Smith is a for some reason he's a giant assassin who's bearing a lucha libre mask and instead of just breaking some obstacles he will suplex a piece of wood that's blocking the way because why Excellent. not? That's the thing, it's like Suda51 especially, he's a big fan of wrestling. So during the game, you get a lot of references to Japanese Federation of Wrestling, or the WWF at the time. There is a lot of like Vale Tudo references as well with Mask the Smith. And overall, when we speak speaking weird, there is elements of the game that ground it, but each of these elements also that help it make it weird so there is this half decapitated head of a girl that every time you find her she gives you key item and complains to you about people in that location where you are and then just disappears and the game for the game that's non-issue that's completely normal there is a guy in a gimp suit that always appears and his catchphrase is master master we're in a tight situation
0: and in a tight gimp suit
3: In a tight gimp suit hanging from the ceiling (laughs) Christ. well (laughs)
1: that's a picture i can't get out of my head now
3: yeah I was like
2: <laughs> <laughs> holy baby I,
0: I like that he actually has a gag ball in his mouth and still
2: oh, yeah is he able to talk
1: he's yeah. <laughs> <Jesus> freaking
0: guy
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> or there is a there's a guy that's holding a valetudo or liber mask is talking to you normally but he tells you to shoot the mask to get a hint if you're stuck with a puzzle you shoot it the guy, essentially the mask flies on the guy's face, attaches itself, and now the guy is talking to you, he being like really rude, and it's constant, constantly flipping you off. Like the entire time he's, uh, you're talking to him, he's just giving you the double, uh, double bird, and for no reason apparently, but it's cool. Or you have people randomly just exploding into showers of blood there's a moment towards the end where you have to kill a boss by shooting his afro. It's a guy that has these weird blood tentacles coming off of him towards his back, and there is just his own afro flying on its own. So you have to you kill the boss by kiting him around, get in behind him and shooting the afro. Or instead of properly fighting a boss, you take out a grenade launcher, essentially collapse the ceiling, ends the boss fight in less than a second. And I think there is this great quality to the way the gameplay is based and how it presents challenges, where the more challenging parts are actually getting up to the boss, whereas every single boss essentially dies in just a couple of seconds. And it's this non-issue fighting these legendary assassins. And what also helps is that every single character, much like in a David Lynch movie, each of them has their own uh, speech pattern. They have phrases they use often. They have ways they structure their sentences. I think that's a thing that's probably a big kudos to the uh, localization team and the translation team because they translate really well what's actually happening in Japanese to English and that feel of every single character is unique they have each their own pattern with every character like they speak normally you understand them perfectly fine but there's always something a bit off with their phrasing or the way they use the language on top of their visual stuff like okay i'm talking to a decapitated head I'm talking to a guy in a game suit. I'm talking to a self-aware Lucha Libre mask or or a ghost of a guy that's constantly traveling and the, uh, he for some reason always changes his tank top and always it's saying something's different. It's a trip experience. It's something that if you like games in general and you like weird games, something that everyone sh- should play, it's just 10 hours to finish and every single level is different and every single level gives you a different experience, uh, experience. but at the same time, Gives you this feeling that you're playing through someone's lucid nightmare, and that's not a lot of games that can do that.
0: Yeah, I was just saying we were talking about Killer, P- Paradise Killer, and that, this is already weird. But if you if we if you want really weird, then go for Killer Seven. Yeah. Nice. Paradise Killer is super tame compared to this. Killer Seven is just like pseudo unleashed. I think he really could do whatever he wanted to do in that one
3: it was a good good thing on behalf of shimmy to be like you can not you know going up to suda 51 and being like you can do whatever you want i got your back yeah. and this is what we got and it's absolutely brilliant it's a niche game i'll say that it's not for everyone but at the same time if you consider yourself even a bit serious about games watching you know some seminal movies if you're into if you're a movie buff they're just movies you have to watch even if they're outside of genre if you're serious about games as an art form in a way serious about games as you know a collaborative effort i think killer seven is one of those games that you absolutely have to play
0: because it's just so out there and it works so well and it's actually a brilliant game.
3: Even the story, like as nonsensical as it can get, there is uh, so many layers to it to essentially analyze. And it, in the end, it's a quite cool like allegory for you know Japanese international uh, relationships or how free will, identity, which like identity is the main thing for the seven killers because essentially that's yeah. what, because they come in from a single entity. You're just switching so, personalities.
0: Exactly. Yeah, basically the main person is a guy in a wheelchair. And he's stretching yeah. his personalities around. Yeah, and...
3: who essentially is also a god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: but <laughs> what, what to to go back to my other point I made and when video games are art or not. This is one of the games that if you strip away any component whatsoever, just if you strip away the writing, if you strip away the visuals or the gameplay it doesn't work anymore because this game communicates through every layer it has to the gamer and that's that's absolutely great and this is what gaming is about for me at least that's why i would also recommend this game to everyone
3: yeah it's a it's a trippy experience that is hard to forget and it stays with you for all the good reasons i think I killed the podcast
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm sure you're fine. I just, I, will, I, will, I do want to say that looking, just looking at this, this over, I, holy bamboo, this is, this is a lot, but I, uh in a good way, in a good way, I, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is a, it feels like, almost like Split makes Kill Bill in a sense, because like, it's got that, like, that, almost that cinematography feel that Kill Bill did so well with. Uh, But then when I, when I saw it talked about the split personality being kind of like the, the core driving factor of all this, I was like, for some reason I was, I wasn't on board with the Gip suit. But then when it was like, Oh no, it's all the same dude. I'm like, Wait, what? Like, it just, but I, I understand what they're going for with it. It just, it yeah. looks like, it looks like a very, I, I'll kind of, I'll kind of reference like with the, um, the previous game as well. It feels like it's, it's a game that you, you don't want to walk into very seriously. And then it will surprise you with a very good story in addition to what this game is bringing to the table. Um, I, I it look, I look, it looks like a good time. It just looks like, um, <laughs> Ooh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: Panda, here's what you do. First, you play Paradise Killer, and when
2: you stomach
0: is. Is. that one, you can go to Killer Seven because Killer Seven it's is a... pro
2: stuff. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's, it's a gateway. It's, it's, a, it's a gateway
3: into Killer7. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being in a kiddie pool and then going into a proper pool. Of, if, if, you go, if you go to the Killer7 right away, it's like jumping in the Mariana Trench.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to do that.
3: Yeah. Like, once you realize what the story is about and actually, like, you've been tangy long, it's quite smart. But on the ground floor, when you're playing the game, essentially with just half the deck, it's yeah, it's a trip.
2: I will, and I will say one one thing that does—it's a a tip of the panda hat for—is both of these games are rated overwhelmingly positive. That's one thing I would like to acknowledge that this is not like th- these, these are not just niche games. It is the, the overarching experience and feedback on both of these titles um, is, is very well received. And, and you know, you always want to be very cautious of critic reviews, but I do want to acknowledge that both of these, especially killer seven, um, the, the feedback from, from this game is, is very positive, which is a good sign. Because uh, yeah. if it's a game that doesn't take itself seriously, a lot of people are usually very critical of those. But it's not the case with, with either of these, but especially for Killer7. So that makes me happy to see. The the other thing is that
0: if you, if you look at the trajectory of Suda's history in gaming, he started out with uh, wrestling games and then went into more of a visual novel kind of style because I referenced Silver Case and mm. Sun... Rain and Flower, or whatever it's called, I never get the title right, earlier, and those two are actually, when they were first initially released, very poorly received, and Silver Classic today is a cult classic, if you look at Steam, it should have actually pretty good reviews as well.
3: Yeah, I mean, we even finally got the 25th Ward, the sequel to Civil Case Yeah, translated, just both games have their issues because they come from the time about 20 years ago yeah and definitely. and there is only so much you can do to them to modernize them before you essentially destroy what makes them the game they are Right so like a 25th word is a bit more modernized, but the silver case is pretty much one to one a port or like an abreast version of what it was on. PlayStation 1. If you're not really into that, I can see, like, like I love Silver Case and 25th War, because, again, they're the kind of weird I enjoy. They go, they're not, it's like not weird for the sake of being weird. It's lynching weird. It's like the new weird we get. Like, uh, when you think new weird, it's like if you, I know, Orco played Control. In a way, the writing there, that's new weird. I think uh, Suda 51 was kind of a precursor precursor to that in gaming. He did that, and it's his style. And also, I lo- love that he's like all the way through. He still like every single game pretty much references wrestling because he's such a big wrestling fan, and you can feel the passion for that even in like uh No More Heroes, his ga- his other game that was on Wii. Like every single special move is a wrestling move. So it's a man with a passion that's making really cool games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And his wrestling games are also pretty great. So if you can get your hands on those, so just play them away. Some of them get really dark. <laughs> Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the trippy world of Suda51. He sure as hell does his own shtick, but he also invites us all to take part in it. So I'm okay with that. Anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, so I, I, uh, I, it made me laugh. I'm just, I'm still looking this over, and I'm like, my goodness, like there's just, there's so much to unpack. <laughs> I've uh, already added to my, my list because I'm like, I just, I have, I have to experience this. Sorry, but no, I'm good, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> my apologies. Then
0: we can absolutely wrap it up here, and this has been an absolute joy, gentlemen. Thank you for being here again, Panda. Thank you for being here, Val. Thank you for being here, Bum Bum. And no we see us next week, I presume. Absolutely. Yep. yep. And with that, I wrap up Arcacast twenty six. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for being amazing. And thank you everyone for being amazing. Panda, where can we find you?
2: Ah yes. Uh, you can find myself and the Panda Nation at twitch.tv slash professor underscore panda um and on youtube as well so uh probably the easiest way to find us
0: perfect lord Val, where can we find you
2: well you can
1: find me on twitch uh, twitch.tv slash gaming and also on youtube same thing uh lord Val Gaming. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok, same name, Norval Gaming, and Twitter, which is the only one that has a different name and is Lorval Twitch.
0: Bamba, we can find you in my chat, moderating. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, quote unquote moderating, yeah. Yeah, But I'm there yeah. <laughs> usually. You're,
0: you're just slacking there, I know. Um, yeah. And you can find me, the old orco, on twitch.tv slash the orcosaurus. Twitter.com slash TheOrcosaurus and every other outlet in the world like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, just as Orcosaurus. Tell us in the comments how wrong we are. Tell us in the comments how right we are. Thump up, thumb down, whatever you want to do. Thank you for listening anyways. And have a great time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. See